Good morning. Very sorry that we're off to a little bit of a late start. We're continuing the Shir on Likut HaLochas, Yoridea, Chedek Aleph, Hilchas Gilach, Halacha Dawid. In the middle of paragraph Tess, we're up to the subparagraph, V'alkein Bimei Hasfira Hascholas Yorida Samon. We dedicate the learning today, Le'iloi Nishmas, Horav Pinchas Mordechai, Brebinyomen Avrohom. Rav Pinchas Taitz, Zechrena Levrocha, an extraordinary person. It's amazing, everything is Hashgocha. Just last night, I was looking through a major, there was a major, major write-up on Rabaran Kotler, Zechrena Levrocha, in this past week's paper. 25 pages, 20 pages or so. And the last page, the last picture that I looked at was a picture of a conference that he was at and Rav Pinchas Taitz, was at that conference. A picture of him. He was Zerche to be a tremendous Talmud Chacham. He was a student of the of the Or Sameach of Dvinsk and had, had smicha from there and then came to the United States and went into a spiritual desert, Elizabeth, New Jersey which had very little Judaism, and the Yiddishkeit that it had was Reform conservative, and started Orthodox Judaism there. In every facet, mikveh, shuls, kashrus, everything. He was a, a jack of all trades. He was good in every aspect of Yiddishkeit and, and understanding. I remember one of the things he taught me and told me that in, when, he, when he was asked to give give a certificate of kashrus on a store, the first thing he wanted to see was their price list. The first thing he wanted to see is what kosher pizza costs compared to chas non-kosher pizza, or what kosher meat costs compared to, in order to be able to see, is it being made available? Is it being made accessible to, to Jews who want kashrus? And he was privileged to be one of the rare individuals at that time who didn't forget Soviet Jewry, and who started making trips to the Soviet Union behind the Iron Curtain during communist times, and developed a friendship with the Minister of Culture there at the time. There was no such thing as a Minister of Religion, Minister of Culture, and other high officials, which allowed him to be able to bring in Jewish artifacts. For example, he published a sitter with Russian translation for the Russian Jews, a Jewish calendar for the Russian Jews at that time to be able to know when the holidays are. And then he also would bring in, in it, you know, uh, hiddenly, a knife for a moil or a shechet and other things like that that were very helpful. And when he visited the Soviet Union, he would give a shear in Moscow, in the main shul in those days, the shuls were not available to people generally under 60 years old. The only people that were allowed to go to shul were people 60 or 70 and older because they didn't want the youth to have any contact with religion. And, but he would go there and give a shir. I, I was with him once when he gave a shir in Kiev and, and in, uh, in Moscow, other places. And when, when there was an emergency, when Rabbeinazal's kever, when the Tzian in Uman was in danger, when the Russians decided to put up apartment buildings right near where Rabbeinazal's Tzian is in Uman, he was the one who we were advised by the Labavitcher Rebbe, he's your man, he's the one that can help you. And my Rebbe, Reb Michal Dorfmizach had known Rav Taitz from Russia, from times that Rav Taitz had visited Russia, so he knew him, he knew of him, and we went to see him, and he immediately, immediately got involved and was extremely helpful. He used his connections to the White House at that time and in the Soviet Union to be able to see to it that the President of the United States made a request from the Prime Minister of, of the Soviet Union at the time, Brezhnev, that this site should not be harmed. And sure enough, the response was that they were going ahead with putting up those apartment buildings, which you can see there today, with a guarantee that that site would not be harmed in any way, Baruch Hashem. He should be a melech toy for his family, for his kehila, 
Elizabeth, New Jersey today has schools, Orthodox schools, with several thousand students. And it has maybe eight Orthodox shuls and thousands of balabatim that have come out of there, religious balabatim, over the past 40, 50 years, thanks to the seeds that he planted at that time. Him, his son, his grandsons, the entire family. We dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Yehudis Baschana, Chaya Brocha Basperel, Menachem Emri Shabasha, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Gitgenendel Basipoira, Shlemanisim Ben Mazal Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Baschana, Gabriela Sora Bastalia Rivka, David Lei Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Avigal Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Besoich Sharchor Yisrael. We have to leave some time for learning. V'alkein, bimei hasvira halochas yeridas hamon. In the last paragraph that we learned yesterday, we saw how parnosa, money, comes from the left side. Money has to come via tzimtzumim. And sfira soimer is a time of tzimtzumim, when we're creating these tzimtzumim. And Rav Nosan Zal said, this is why we recite the posuk Eretz Nosna Yevula, referring to the, the land giving its produce as part of the tefillahs that follow Sfira Soimer. And Rav Zal says now, this will explain also why the mon, which was the parnasa for the Jewish people throughout the 40 years in the desert, started coming down in, during Sfira Soimer on the 15th of year. Ki hamon hu parnasa because Mon is the symbol of holy Parnosa. Shema Aminim Shekol HaParnosa Hu That's what really showed Klal Yisrael that Parnosa comes only directly from Hashem. And just as Hashem supported our forefathers by giving us Mon in the Midbar for 40 years, he supports us. He is the one that provides for us and supports us nowadays also with his kindness. Just nowadays, he hides behind a curtain. He hides behind a company, a boss. Because the Mechilta says, the Torah was given only to those who eat man. Meaning, what does that mean? meaning that it's impossible for a person to really receive the Torah from Hashem. The Torah, which is the Oyer HaPonim, kiem al parnosa digdusha. Unless the person is zoichet to holy parnosa, shehu b'chinas mon, kiem ein kemach, ein Torah, ein Torah, ein kemach. Because the Mishnah says in Pirkei without Parnassa, a person can't learn Torah. And without Torah, a person doesn't have Parnassa. The ones, the ones who are guaranteeing that the workers and the businessmen should make money are the ones who are sitting, learning Torah, being supported by them, being helped by them. Ki u dikdusha Because Torah and holy Parnassah need each other. Yesachar needs Zvulun, and he has to respect Zvulun, and he has to show appreciation for Zvulun. And Zvulun needs Yesachar. Zvulun needs to know the whole secret of his success in business is the Yesachar, the connection to and supporting Torah. Ki bechinas emes ve'emuna, because these two, Torah and Parnassah, are the concept of emes and emuna, the Torah is called Emes, and Parnosa is called Masa Umatan Demuna. Shebe Emes Echod. And as we learned earlier, in truth, they're both really one. Rav Zal says, Vohovein Heitev. Understand well what we've discussed in this last page or two. Ki inyin ze loibiyarti Heitev. Rav Zal says, because unfortunately, I didn't really get to explain this as well as I would have liked to. 
v'choser boy harbe, and there's a lot missing to make this more clear. Kiloi nichta bismanoi, because Rav Nosson says I didn't write it down at the time that these chidushim came to me. Rav Nosson would be thinking a Torah all day, and and ta- different times that chidushim would come to him, and if he wrote it down right away, it was ensure that it, it was there. And sometimes if it wasn't written down right away, due to all kinds of circumstances, obviously he had a life. He had a family, he had Talmidim, he had thousands of things going on in his life, like all of us do, and probably much more. So sometimes it wasn't possible to write it down right away. And Rav Zal says that even by him, when something isn't written down, sometimes it's forgotten. Question. How can, in the chat, how can the mon be an aspect of parnasa digdusha if the Jews didn't have to work for it at all, at all? The answer is today, all the Jews that are working are not working for parnasa, based on Rabbi Nezal's teachings. Parnasa comes from Hashem. We are working to fulfill the curse that Hashem issued in the Torah of Bezeya Sapecha Toichalechem that there'll be the sweat of your brow, there'll be toil, there'll be an effort associated with Parnassah, associated with Parnassah. But the Parnassah comes from Hashem. It doesn't come from the work, it doesn't come from the boss, it doesn't come from the rays, it doesn't come from getting fired. Parnassah comes from Hashem. The going to work is fulfilling a certain klola, it's a certain minor hishtadlus, that's, that's required based on the way Hashem is operating the world today. But even today, it's critical for a person to really know that Parnas is from Hashem. We say it in Ashrei. And the Gemara says, this is one of the things that guarantees a person saying Ashrei three times a day. Because, because Ashrei has in it this incredible message reminding us that Parnassah is from Hashem. So if a Jew goes to shul to Davin, and he goes to shul, and he goes to, and he learns, and he spends money on mitzvahs, he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to worry. It's not subtract. It's, it's Hashem who's giving the Parnassah. And the Torah and mitzvahs, that's what's giving the bracha. That's what's putting, that's what's giving the Parnassah, and that's what's putting a bracha into the money. Two people can earn $10,000, one person's left with $3,000 for, for expenses, and the other one has to spend $7,000 on doctor bills, and chas v'shalom, a broken down car, a broken this and a broken that. Now, Rav Nosenzal changes the channel a little bit. He's still within the same topic, but he's jumping to a different chapter in Likut Imran. Till now, we were connected especially to chapter 23 in Likut Imran. Now Rav Nosenzal is moving over to chapter 7 in Likut Imran and going to include additional chidushim related to what we're learning here now. Hilchas lo yilbash gever, the laws regarding the fact that a man is not allowed to wear clothing that's reserved for women, and women are not allowed to wear clothing that's reserved for men. And again, Rav Nosenzal is still continuing with what we've been learning till now. Because Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 7 in Likut Imran, that the main thing is emuna, which is the, the, what, what Eretz Yisrael is all about. As the Pesach says, Shchon Eretz Urei Emuna, Bechinas Gshamim, and we know that rain is associated with emuna, bechinas tefila venisim, and so to tefila and miracles. Rabbi Nezal shows there in the beginning of that chapter in Likut Imran that all of those are the concept of emuna. We know that the Torah Rashi tells us all the way in the beginning of Bereshis that Hashem prepared all the vegetation, but it wouldn't come above the ground because the odom ayin lavoi desoadomo because man had not yet come on the scene. And Rashi HaKadosh quotes the Gemara there that says 
that it was only when Adam Rishon came along and he re- recognized the importance of rain and he was mispala for it, that's when the rain started coming. Rabbi Nezal goes on to say over there, V'ef shalavoy le'emunah ki'im alidei emes. A person cannot get to proper emunah without emes. Bibchinas, as the Zohar Kodesh says, tzedek kadeschaber bo emes is avidas emunah. That tzedek, which is one of the nicknames for malchus, when you attach emes to it, it becomes emunah. So we see that emunah is dependent on emes. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there, how does a person get to emes? We are in an oilam hasheker. We're living in an oilam hasheker. We're surrounded by all types of sheker, and we have a Yetzirah inside of us who's promoting sheker all the time. So most of us, even if we're learning Torah, on our level, we're still flooded with sheker. How can we really connect to Emes? It's by receiving advice from Tzadikim. Their advice is referred to as complete seed of truth. Rabbi Nezal shows there that receiving advice from someone is like marrying that person, it's like marriage with that person. It says by when the snake advised Adam and Chava to eat from the Eitz Hadas, Adam Rishon said, Hanochosh Hishiani. Hishiani means advise me. Hishiani means nisuin. Ki ho Eitzos shemekablim himbechinas tipas hazera mamish. Because Rabbi Nezal explains here, the advice, just like advice originates in the brain and goes down to the kidneys, the Gemara says, Kloyos Yoetzos, so too the zera from which children are produced originates in the brain and is, goes through a final process in the kidneys. As the Gemara says, And the same exact process is followed by the droplet from which a child is born. It originates in the brain, goes to the kidneys, which play a major factor in the development of the zera, of the seed. Alkain, therefore, when a person is zoichet to receive advice from tzaddikim, he's receiving that, what the Pasuk says there, kuloi zera emes, this seed of truth. And emes is a prerequisite for emunah. And chas the opposite is also true. When a person accepts advice from evil people, zeo bechinas misuin deklipa, that's marrying into the klipa, into the tumor. As we see over there. Because the advice of the snake which Chava accepted, that was a concept of marriage. That's the wording in the Gemara. That the snake injected a tumor into Chava through the advice that she received from him. Whereas when one is to receive advice from Tzadikim, becomes emuna. This was all quoting from the Kutei Maran, one more small piece, again from the Kutimaran. Validei mitzvah tzitzis, nitzoylin me'atzas hanochosh. Rabbein Zal says that by a person performing the mitzvah of tzitzis properly, that will save the person from getting advice from the wrong places, chas v'shon. The, the advice of the snake, mizivog de klipa, from marriage with the klipa, miniuf, which is chas v'shon, uh, a form of pegamabris. 
v'zoichen la'atzas tzadikim, and the person zoichet to the advice of tzadikim, which is the Torah, shehem b'chinas tariag itin do'oraisa, which the Zohar Kodesh calls 613 eitzos of the Torah. Bechinas emes, the truth. By which we zoichet emuna, which is one of the major, major factors that will bring the final redemption. The Gemara says that the city of Yerushalayim wasn't destroyed until there were no more people with emuna. And therefore, Tavoy Toshuri Meiroi Shamona. It'll be rebuilt through an increase, an elevation of Emuna. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there towards the end of that chapter, that the connection between Emes and Emuna is the connection between a man and a woman. A question. Going back to the answer we gave earlier, that the curse about Bezeas Apecha Toichelem was given to Adam Arishan. Does that mean that according to the Torah, women shouldn't work at all? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. We just celebrated Hanukkah a few days ago. And the Shulchan Aruch, when it starts, begins the laws of Hanukkah, speaks about not doing work on Hanukkah. And the Shulchan Aruch says that Hanukkah, we are permitted to do work. There are some people that don't do work during the time that the candles are lit or during the first half hour when the candles are lit. And it discusses there the fact that women, because women played a major role in the miracle of Hanukkah, Yehudis, who, who killed the general, one of the leading generals of the Greek army, that because of that, there might have been a svara to say that women shouldn't work on Hanukkah or during while the candles are lit, but the, the Shulchan Aruch mentions, but we know the Torah warns us, batolo that idleness leads to insanity. And therefore, even regarding women, women need to be busy, healthy busy. If a woman is busy with children, with running a household, that's wonderful, that's excellent. There are some women who that keeps them busy all day, day and night, and, mo- and more. And there are some women who, for a variety of reasons, need to go out, they need to work, in, in addition to their housework, and there, obviously, there's tremendous care needed that it should be a kosher environment, because at all times, and especially today's times, going out means going into danger. We have a mezuzah on our door, when we come into the house, when we leave the house, we kiss the mezuzah to, as, as a sign of protection, knowing that leaving the house, we're going to outside to the place of the sitrachra, chutz. And there's tremendous danger there, vulnerability. And we know that women are more vulnerable than men. We see it from the case of Odom and Chava. The snake went to Chava, didn't go to Odom, because he knew that Chava was easier, an easier catch. Chava represents the Malchus, the Shechina, which is closer to the Sitra Achra. So, so that, I wouldn't say that that's a proof or that that would teach us that women should not work at all. Women should be busy, hopefully, with their work, with, with positive, healthy work. So we see in the Mishnah, the Masya Dayan, it was to the husband that we see that there's a certain amount of money that they are supposed to help Correct. We see in Ksubas, in several Gemaras, the Gemara discusses when a woman works, is the money hers? Is it her husband's? How to deal with that money, etc. Also, uh, on, <coughs> we're talking about the Kulazara Emes and the Eitzes at Sadiqim, the Khinazara. Could we say that, that, that therefore you could see by people or the Tzadikim, you, you, you if you want to see who they are, you look at the Talmidim, which is a the outcome of this Zara Emes. If you're not sure who it is, you look at the Talmud and look at the children to see the, what they produced. Definitely. The Gemara, the, the Gemara says that Chochmas Odom Toir Ponov. That's the posik that the Gemara brings. And the Gemara says if you want to see who a rabbi is, look at the students. It's very, very important reflection. Now, 
Uh, obviously, this has to be done with care. We know that Elisha Anovi had a student, Gechazi, Rachmona Litzlan, who at one time was close to him and then went off the derech, Rachmona Litzlan, and did terrible things. And the Gemara lists him as one of the people who lost his share in Olam Haba. So it, it doesn't mean that if we find one psul by a rabbi, the rabbi is puzzled. Unfortunately, teaching Talmidim is a very, very difficult, delicate process. I know my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, Zechran of Rocha, especially when he was first teaching, and it continued throughout his career. I'll give examples of it. <coughs> he had many cases where he invested a tremendous amount of time and effort in order to imbue emuna and Yerushalayim into students. And in many cases, the parents, who were not religious, not observant, and some of them were anti-religious, or friends, were, had a powerful influence on a student and were able to pull the student away. And, and, and he saw that he's, he's putting so much energy into students, and then they're falling away. And he was considering quitting. He felt he couldn't handle it anymore. It's like a woman who gives birth and then the children die, Rahman al-Islam. And he wrote a letter to his Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael at the time telling him this. And his Rebbe told him, wrote back to him, quoting chapter 59 in Likud Imran, that when a person establishes a Heichal HaKodesh, a place where they're trying to do outreach, to bring people close to Hashem, even though there are many that fall away, that's the wording there, and there are many that fall away, those that remain, Hanishar Betzioin, Vahanoisar Beirushalayim, Kodoshoy those who remain in the Kedusha, Vahanoisar, and they remain in Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, with Shlemus Ayira, they are Kodosh, and they make it all worthwhile. So I'm saying that. It, obviously, a person needs to look at it honestly, carefully, honestly, what the statistics are, what the success level is, etc. I remember in later years, he, he would mention sometimes a quote, I believe one of the tzaddikim said this, when he was involved in teaching Talmudin, he asked his students, when you're going to throw stones at me, don't throw boulders, throw small stones. Not if... When you're going to throw stones? Because unfortunately, even though it seems so absurd, a student should feel such appreciation. The Gemara says a parent brings a child into this world. A Rebbe brings a student into Olam Haba. You know, how much gratitude, how much appreciation should there be? But the Yetzirah is very, very powerful. And unfortunately, there are many cases where not only isn't there gratitude, but chas v'shom, there's the opposite. But that is definitely one of the ways that we see who a Rebbe is, to see if the students are being imbued with emuna, with Yerashamayim, with, with Torah, with Midas Toivos, with all the right things. Also, when it says Hitl Bazuam, the, 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 the fact is not that he actually had relations with her? As far as I know, it does not mean on a physical level, it means something spiritual. Means something ruchni. Because according to this, it's beautiful. Exactly. But that's the terminology that's used. The Torah uses that exact terminology that's used about a husband and wife. Any other questions, please? Now, Rab Nosenzal begins his explanation, again, related to what we've been learning the past pages, you know, 10, 15 pages. And now, based on this chapter on the Kutimran. Ki koidem chet odom arishoin, nemar vayihiu shneem arumim, ho'odom v'ishtoi, v'loyis b'shoshu. Prior to eating from the Eitz Hadas, the Torah tells us that Odom and Chava did not need to wear clothing at all. They did not wear any clothing, and there was no shame and embarrassment. Shaloi hoyo ozadayin shum levushin, there were no garments, no clothing at the time. Because prior to the sin, the connection between Adam and Chava was 100% pure. There was no association of the Sitrachra whatsoever. It was purely this union of Emes and Emuna. Therefore, there was no shame. 
There was no need for any garments. But after the sin, whereby the tumor of the snake attached itself to them, and the main tumor of the snake is that advice of the snake that Chava accepted, from that point on, this act of mating between husband and wife has a tumor attached to it. To the point where even when a husband and wife are married bigdusha, and even when they conduct themselves bigdusha, there still is a little bit, the Yetzirah still has a little bit of a connection, an attachment to that, connect, to that contact between husband and wife. As is brought in the Zohar Kodesh, Parshas Noyach, page 61. The Iker Achizas HaYetzirah Sheyesh Bahazivug what is this attachment to the Yetzirah in the Zivug? It's this concept of the advice of Rishon, the advice of the snake. That's where the passion of the Yetzirah comes in, where a person is not thinking <coughs> that just I'm putting on tefillin, I'm putting on tzitzis, I'm, I'm having relations that it's in the same category. It's a mitzvah, I'm observing Hashem. Unfortunately, by, uh, other than by the greatest of tzaddikim, the sultan is able to be involved a little, and there's an aspect of physical pleasure and other thoughts that come into mind. Ki ikr hu kel acher Because we know Rabbi Nezal and all the other forum stress that what the Yetzirah is really all about is denial of Hashem or disconnect from Hashem. Shemishom nimshach taivas And that's where the wrong type of desire between men and women comes into being. As Rabbi Nezal writes about this in Sichoi Saran. We know the concept of idol worship is the concept of another wife. At Har Sinai, our connection to Hashem is presented as a marriage, that Kaviochel, we became married to Hashem, the marriage contract was the Torah Toshe, that's the Ksuba. When we turned away to idol worship, that's called turning away, that's called adultery, a form of adultery, taking another woman. And throughout Mishlei, when it speaks about a person being loyal to Hashem versus a person studying secular wisdoms and turning away from Hashem, it refers to the, the woman of valor, the holy woman, and the woman, the Isham and Ephes, Rahman al-Islam. The Chol HaKfirois, Pegam Ho'emuna, Nimshochim Me'etzois Shel Rishoim, Sheimbechinas Hatzas Hanochash. All aspects of denial of Hashem and all weaknesses in faith come from the advice of the Rishon, from the Atzas Hanochosh. Ki kemoi shalidei Atzas Tzadikin, mekablem emes, because just as we learned that by receiving advice from Tzadikim, a person is receiving emes, shalidei zei zoichen le'emunah, which leads to emunah, kemoi kein lehepech. The opposite is also true. Alidei ho'etzai shemekablem me'rishoim o me'rechoike emes, when a person is receiving advice from evil people, from people who are far from the truth, that damages the person's faith, and it leads to denial of Hashem, and it leads to confusion in a person's faith. <coughs> and that's also the basis of Chasvashom's sinful thoughts and sinful actions in the realm of the relationship between men and women. And from that time and on, when Odom and Chava ate from the Eitz Sadas and this tumor of the snake attached itself, 
Shehi bechinas pegam ho emes veemuna, which is damage to the emes and emuna, me'oz huchrechulam albushim. It's from that time on that they needed clothing. Hashem prepared for Adam and his wife garments of leather and, and Hashem dressed them. Because prior to the Eitz Hadas, Adam and Chava were able to receive the light of Emes and Emuna without any filters, without any coverings, without any levushim, without any tzimtzumim. Ki hoyu hakol emes Because everyone was able to see the Emes and Emuna at that time. Shoyu royin ayin bayin she'amitas yediyosu yisborach emuna. They were able to see perfectly clearly that the real recognition of Hashem comes through Emuna. Because as we're learning throughout here, that in their origin, Emes and Emuna are both one, they're both Hashem. Because the source, the origin of where Emes and Emuna come from, where all the spheres come from, Emes is Teferes, Emuna is Malchus, where do they originate from? They originate from Tachlis They originate from above Chochmah bin Adas. They originate from the Kesa, from the highest places, which is above Yediyah. Shehisigul ho-emes betachlis They were, they, before the Pegam of the Eitz Hadas, they achieved the Emes on the highest, highest level to the point where they knew on the highest level of truth the existence of Hashem and the greatness of Hashem. Whereby it's impossible for a person to achieve that understanding and recognition of Hashem without Emuna. And now Rav Nosan gives an incredible example to clarify this. Because even nowadays, with everything we know and with everything we see, there are many things that people know 100% to be true. We are 100% clear with no shadow of a doubt that this is true. Even though we cannot rationally explain how it is, how how it's how it it is, because that's actually how the whole creation is. And as we find the scientists and the philosophers, even they admit. That just because we don't understand something, that does not mean that it's not true, that it's not, it's not fact. And therefore be able to go ahead and say that this cannot be true, because we can't rationally explain it. Because we see many things, which if we didn't see it with our eyes, we couldn't explain it rationally whatsoever. And despite that, we know it to be 100% true, fact. As they, these philosophers, scientists, they give an example of this, a person who was born in the wilderness, in a place outside of civilization, they never saw a man and woman. 
if you would tell this person, that the way they came into this world, the Chol Havayosoi, and their entire existence, Nimshach Alidei Tipos Rucha, comes from a tiny droplet. Which was inside of a person, inside of a woman, for nine months, Sogur Umesugur, closed, completely concealed, locked up. The person would definitely deny that's the most stupid, ridiculous, absurd thing I ever heard. The person would make fun of it. Nuts! This body of mine with my eye came from a drop. Ridiculous, impossible. How is it possible that there should be something as strange and absurd as this? And despite that, we see that it is 100% fact. And so too many other things in the world. Logic cannot explain how it, how it is. How it is. How can a person rationally explain how from one seed, a seed from an apple, that little tiny black seed, plant it, and that can produce an apple tree, a whole apple tree, that produces apples for, for a hundred years. And in each and every individual fruit, it has many seeds. Where each one of those seeds can generate, can produce a whole other tree. You can explain that rationally. That's one plus one equals two. And so too regarding all aspects of creation. How incredible are your creations, Hashem. And how much more so the actual miracles that we witnessed with our eyes, many, many miracles, like the splitting, splitting of the Red Sea, the Yeridas Hamon, or the Mon coming down from heaven, the Haba'er and the well that came in the merit of Miriam. Nimtza, therefore we conclude, Shehoodom Yochel Lirois Be'enov, that it's possible for a person to see something with their eyes that they cannot understand. They, there's no way for them to understand it and rationalize it. And, and this forces the person, this pushes the person to believe that there are other things that I don't, that even though I don't understand it, it's very possible that it's true. The Koida Machet, before the sin of the Eight Sadas, Hoiso Yedias or Emes Brura Betachas Habirur. The knowledge of the truth by Odom and Chava was clear, the epitome of clarity, was perfectly clear. Achahoyu Yoidin Sheyev Sholeida Kimaidea Muna, to the point where they knew that you cannot understand Hashem without emuna, without faith, that there are things way, way, way above your understanding. Ki be'emes ba'hashoyresh, emes ve'emuna shneem echod betachlos achdos. Because once again, at their point of origin, emes and emuna go together. They are one. So their level of clarity of emes came together with a perfect emuna. But after the sin, whereby the advice of a snake took hold of them, it's impossible for us to be able to receive this light of emes and emuna without many garments, 
שהם בחינס כלל התורה שנו סמנו מוישה רבנו ללשון. Which is what the entire Torah, which Moshe Rabbeinu gave us, is all about. Every mitzvah, every word, is a garment that has in it Hashem's light. It has in it emes and emunah. Shenislabsho bekamalavushin, whereby Hashem's light has become clothed in many garments. Besoid chalukah derabonan, the terminology that's used in the Zohar Kodesh and the Gemara, the special garment of the rabbis. וכן כל החידושי תוירה, שהצדיקים שבכל דור מחדשנו מבארנו לנו דרכי התוירה, and so to all the new revelations of תוירה, that the צדיקים throughout all the generations keep bringing forth new ideas, new revelations in תוירה, שאיקרא אמס ואמונה, of which the, is the, the, what the תוירה is really all about is אמס ואמונה, כמו שכוסר תוירה סמס, וכסיב כל מצווי סך אמונה, היינו שאי אפשר לקבל האמס והאמונה כי הם על ידי כמה לבושים והקדומויס שהצדיקים עבר לנו על ידי חידושי תורס המנפלויס. Therefore, mean it's impossible for us to be able to receive אמס ואמונה without the many garments and introductions that the צדיקים explained to us through their holy sforum, through the great חידושים that they reveal. Enlightening us about the Torah. Ki kol ha-chidushin v'chol ha-toyrois sh'atzadikim e-galilonu because all of the revelations in Torah that the tzadikim reveal and all of their Torah ha-koil b'shvil laham shikbonu emunah it's all in order to, to, to draw faith into us. Ki muvon b'divra Rabbeinu Zal come upon him as Rabbeinu Zal writes about this in many places including in Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, Sichoi Saran, paragraph 219. And all the words of the rabbis are all introductions and, and, and types of prerequisites in order for us to be able to receive real, complete, solid faith. Vehem bechinas levushin, And they're, in a sense, like packaging. They package the emes and emuna in these packages, in these casings. And that's where the whole concept of clothing comes from, which came into existence after the sin. Shehem tikun godol. Clothing is a major tikkun for, for man and for the world. So that the, the snake, the atis of the Rishon, shouldn't be able to attach themselves to emes and emuna and damage them. Because the clothing that we wear is like a, a, a barrier that separates us from the nochosh, from the rishoim. And it keeps them away, it keeps the nochosh, the klipos, the sitrach away from coming close to our emes and emunah. Ki halavushim nimshochim misoid hachashmal, shenimshach mibina, kamuva. Because the Arizal reveals that garments come from a very, very high place. The word chashmal, I believe, is bigimatria malbush, malbush or levush. You have to take a look, which comes from bina. Chashmal is a certain very, very high level light that comes from bina, as is brought in the writings of the Arizal, and Rabbein Azal refers to this in several chapters in Likutei Maran. It's malbush. Malbush, exactly, the word malbush. Any questions, please, before we close? How do you translate Levushim, the Emes and Amor is put into Levushim in, let's say, practically terms. How would you say that, like, now the Emes and Amor is packaged? The answer is, the Sefer Likutei Alochis, the Sefer Likutei Maran. Rabbein Azal, and all the Sforim, the Tzadikim are telling us ideas about the Torah. A Pirishan Chumish, person learns Rashi and Chumish. 
Rashi is explaining what Yehuda is, what Yosef, this week's parsha, Vayigash, what is Hagosha, what is this. All of that, what's, what it's really all about is Emes and Emuna. That in these words, in these discussions about the stories of the Torah, the Mishkan, everything, what it's really all about is infusing Emes and Emuna into us. That's what it's really all about. It's like a person eats a, a cake and they eat it and then they see flour, that they see a, 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 a big box of flour and, and water next to it. And they look at that and they say, what is this doing in the kitchen? What, what is this powder stuff here? And they say, this powder is what made this cake. The person says, what are you, nuts? I don't taste any powder. There's no powder in this cake. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Here again, a person's learning Gemara or Chomish this, that. Rabbi Nelson is telling us, you know what it's really all about? What's, it's all about Emes and Emuna. That's what the whole Torah is all about. That's what Yiddishkeit is all about. It's all, that's what it's really, really all about. And, and the halachas, and the, so here again, some people get involved in the, the fact that we hear that there were stories of Jews who were learning Gemara smoking a cigarette on Shabbos. Why? Because they didn't know this. They, they got involved in the casing and they never got to the, they, they didn't realize what the real ultimate, what, what it's really all about, what it's really all about. That's the point. Interesting muscle because it's like if they, it's like chewing the chewing the flower. It might not have any health benefits by chewing a much in the flower. It's like a guy learning and smoking a child is missing the amuna. Exactly, or even wheat. We see today wheat, not not just flour. Wheat, a kernel of wheat. Can you eat it? Usually we can't eat it. It has to go through so many processes and processes in order for it to serve us. So to MS and Emuna, from the time of the Begam the Eitzadas, we cannot get MS and Emuna as direct light. It has to come in packaging. Pa- What's the packaging? The Torah Kedoshim. What's the packaging? The Tzadikim, who know how to package the Torah in a way that the Torah will imbue us with emes and emunah. Because a person can learn Torah and become a, sh- a chakra, a liar, you know, with the Torah, Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Again, I apologize. The right time for starting this year is 8.05. I apologize that we're, we need to improve. It's a shame. All the best.